Hello, everyone. Welcome to 30 Teens, 30 Dreams, Destination University. I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, founder of Dream College Academy and College Essay Bootcamp. If you've been following this month of April, you know that we're doing a special series and interviewing a special senior every single day of this month. Why? Because if you know anything about college admissions, you know that this is the month that students are deciding where they're going to head off this fall to become a freshman and call themselves class of 2025. So today is no different. And today we're going to meet Alexia. Alexia hails from Southern California, and she has applied to a number of colleges across the country and colleges that I'm guessing some of you watching and listening right now haven't heard of, but I promise you they're prestigious liberal arts colleges and also flagship schools and a number of things. And I'm going to let her tell you all about her list and how she came up with that list. More importantly, she's a brainiac, I will say. She's going to be a mechanical engineer, and I want, you, I want her to share her story about her coolness factor, about growing this club on campus. So without further ado, we're going to get started in a second. She's on standby, but before we do that, parents who are watching, if you do nothing else today, please join us on our Facebook group, Destination University, where all parents of college-bound teens get the insider scoop. Okay. Are you ready? Alexia, are you ready? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, you ready to rock and roll? For sure. Okay, awesome. All right, it's all just me and you now. All right, I have five questions. Mm -hmm. And the first question is all about share a bit of your list. Like, where did you apply and how did you come up with that list of colleges? Um, well, I applied to mostly um, out of state. I I'm from SoCal and I love California and I wouldn't mind ending up in California because I really do enjoy my state, but I wanted to, I thought college was a really prime time and a really easy time um, to just explore somewhere else and live somewhere else and try that. So I applied to three schools in California um, that aren't close. They're all far away from where I live. And the rest were um, mostly East Coast and then um, a couple Midwest, um, just, I always wanted to do that when I was younger, so I kind of committed to that, and it made it really hard for me to back out of that. <laughs> you, you made it hard for yourself to back out of that. Yeah, if I said, I was like, I really want to do this since I was, I thought that's what people did when they were young, younger. I thought, like, when I was in kindergarten, I thought that's what people did. They went away, and I realized that was wrong, but I was like, I still want to do that, so I made it, like, impossible for me to change my mind. <laughs> Well, that's good. So a few of the schools that are that were listed on your on your little graphic there are Brandeis, DePaul, Kalamazoo, Bryn Mawr. Um, these are all schools I'm familiar with, of course, uh, I had having worked on the East Coast. But how did you pick, like, were you committed to a liberal arts college or were you looking for, I mean, you, you want to be a mechanical engineer, so they had to have your major. So how did you um, uh, collect, you know, your list? Well, a lot of colleges are really, it's hard to find colleges that do engineering because it's expensive to fund that major. And a lot of the colleges that do engineering, since not it, you need a college that can afford that, are really hard to get into, really expensive colleges. And I wanted to find, and I had to like do research on colleges that were smaller, that had a chance of getting into. And also a lot of the colleges that I didn't know of before I started this were because of, um, because of Posse. Um, I didn't, I was a finalist, but I wasn't a Posse scholar, 
but because I was a finalist, they sent out my information to colleges. Some of them were posse ones, some of them were just ones that they were. Like Oberlin was an example of that. I kind of just went forth with that and I was like, why not? So. Awesome, okay, good. I, um, I think you cut out for just a second, but I think we've got you back. So um, you have nearly almost a million dollars in merit money uh, that you've earned. So share a bit about that and and, um, the po and if you can share a little bit more about the Posse Foundation as well for those people who, who don't know about it. You're frozen, Lex, let's see. Oh, I think you're back now. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're filming on our street. A little L.A. thing. They're filming something um, on our street. So the Wi-Fi is kind of messy. <laughs> okay. Um, so go ahead and share about your scholarship dollars. How did you earn those scholarship dollars? Okay. They're all merit scholarships. I didn't. Apl I applied for FAFSA for financial aid, but I didn't get any from anywhere because... Um, it's a very, it's, I think it's a low bar where they're asking for, so I didn't apply, I didn't um, get any financial aid, so they're all merit scholarships, um, and some of them, like, at Hobart and Smith, I had to, like, say, hey, I want to, I, there was an interview one, um, some we had an interview for, but I ended up not doing those, but there's some where you had to apply for, they weren't just, like, um, just, like, oh, with your application, um, but mo besides that, they're all just with your application, you're considered for it, and then they tell you in your acceptance letter, like, if you got something, how much you got, and then the, with the paper, like, what that looks like over four years and all that. Okay, awesome, and then I think you were frozen a bit when you, when you might have said something about posse, so could you just repeat that? The, so, listeners and viewers, if you're catching us right now, we're talking about um, Alexia earned nearly a million dollars in merit dollars. They didn't qualify for financial aid. So there's need-based aid and merit-based aid. All of her dollars come from merit-based. Um, and number one, and number two, um, she mentioned that she applied for the scholarship called Posse, the Pos through the Posse Foundation. And she was a semifinalist, didn't get the full scholarship. But um, could you just share, just for the sake of people who might apply later, what possibly is? Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, like if I got cut off, um, but I said I earned 956,000 in merit scholarships. And Posse, Posse is a, um, it's a nonprofit American organization that provides scholarships for high schoolers going to college. Um, and it's full where I was a finalist for Kalamazoo, um, ended up not getting it though. And you meet with, you have a big meeting and then the meetings get smaller and smaller as you go along and then you get to a part where you're only, the first meetings are with at like big group meetings with other people competing for the scholarship. And to get, um, nom you have to get nominated for the scholarship. I got nominated by a past policy scholar who's a family friend and, um, and so you have that privilege once you're like you are Pascal, you can nominate people you know every year, which is pretty cool. And I had a family friend who did that for me. And um, but I didn't get it, I was a finalist, but it, it's full tuition. So I think um, and you have to be either nominated by a past posse scholar or your school nominates you. Um, and they're all over America. They're not just not just here in California. Yeah. Yes, awesome. Uh, there are a number of colleges that are uh, part of that 
uh, coalition, so to speak. And so that's a great one to to be uh, to have out there. Excellent. Okay, so I think it's like nearly a hundred schools. Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, organization, and and if you can get it, it's great. Um, so question number two is all about what did you do right? Uh, looking back, I mean, you know, you probably have the grades. So what kind of advice can you give to others about what to do in preparing for this process? Um, I, I don't really know. I didn't, the thing is, I never really prepared very much in the years leading up to senior year. I did my work and I got good grades and that was important to me. But I never had like a college I wanted to go to because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So it wasn't like, I was just like, I'll worry about that. I've got time. It was, I didn't want to stress about it. But I think what innately helped me is I kind of had a routine already. I've played with, I didn't have a really open schedule I had. I had school, then I had club soccer, and then I did my homework. Like you did your homework in the car. You, you were always doing something. So it was kind of like this schedule that kept everything afloat. And I think having your own routine, it was innate for me. So I'm not, it wasn't like this meticulous thing I built to assure my future or anything, but it, I think that really helped me. And I think it makes it easier to plan out your stuff. So I would say having a routine um, would, that's my best advice. Ah, okay, this kind of advice would only come from, uh, I shouldn't say only, but from an athlete, right? Uh, athletes, I really, I wasn't an athlete, I wish I was. I was a cheerleader, I guess, but uh, you have a routine. Like you said, you were doing your homework in your car. So any athlete who's listening can go, it relates to that great, oh my God, yes, I'm doing my homework on the way home from the game. So having a routine, just sticking with it, et cetera. Now, uh, it's gonna, this leads me to the next question, which is your coolness factor. And so you just, Lex, you were kind of going with the flow, doing your thing. And then if I remember correctly, you sort of, you, when you got to the school, you sort of laser focused on this club so share the story about the club that was a nursing club and what you did, because this really became your coolness factor in addition to soccer and all the other things. Sorry, you cut out. You said talk about my coolness factor? Talk about the, the, the nursing club that you, and then how you grew it, like t how you tackled that okay. nursing club. Well, I can't, when I came back to Marshall, I was away for a year. Uh, at a different school and I came back and um I this club was it's already it was already a club and my counselor asked me to five students left and I was I mean as president I was like we can't have a club with only five students so I really worked on trying to make this club um bigger and had more people we started with only um it was a nursing club and I'm not interested in doing nursing but my counselor asked me to join and I was more than willing coming back trying to get back in my fit and so I joined this club and I changed it more to like STEM based because I want to do STEM, become a mechanical engineer. And, um, and it grew. And so by the time of our first meeting, we had 76 members and um, we like advertised online over the summer. We did a lot of things, created events. We got in contact with American Heart Association. We did a fundraiser with them and we kind of just, just kept doing things. I wanted to, as president, I wanted to keep doing things that would keep people's attention because online is hard enough and trying to, and doing your schoolwork, but trying to do it with clubs, a lot of people just fall off. They're just, they don't worry about it. So I wanted to make sure we still had people paying attention. Well, that takes a lot of leadership to, to do that, to grow a club from five members to 76 members took a lot of uh, courage and effort and just kept going. And I know you, you said you used Instagram and you just kept putting on events that were interesting to people, you know, to keep their 
to keep their interest and keep growing the club. So that is super, super amazing. So bravo to you. Um, okay, so question number four is, uh, do you have any regrets? Uh, looking back, um, is there a regret or is there just, you know, again, some advice that you would say, if you had to do it all over again, going back as a freshman or a sophomore, what would you do differently? Shoot, you're frozen again. <laughs> oh, there you go. I see you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, if you had to do it over again, what would you do differently? Oh, that's easy. I would start sooner. I, like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I kind of didn't worry about it. And as soon as fall started, um, like August started, I kind of was like, oh, I have to think about this. Like, like November is coming so quickly and everything. And so I started, I did, like, I was looking on, I was looking at um, information sessions. I did, I like, pages and pages I wrote I wrote on every information session I went to and I had like I had a dedicated notebook just to time so because it was east coast so like times are weird and I went I watched a lot of YouTube videos of people who um are in college now and went to college and professors and what that looks like their programs at their school but it was just so overwhelming it, I had like no time um I felt like it was just so quick and I think um I think it, I wouldn't change that I didn't worry about it till senior year but I would start as an up as a rising senior, as in I would start that summer, at the beginning of summer, immediately. I mean, because it was, it's just so much work. And even if I did spread it until November, it would just been much better than spreading it from August to December. It was, it was a lot, but um, yeah, I would definitely start sooner. Okay, uh, great. I think that's great advice. I think I'll pretty much almost everybody talks about that. I know that you and I connected, I wanna say maybe October, to start working on your on your essays but you weren't, you weren't one of the ones that took essay camp in the summer but you did uh we did work on stuff in the in the fall so there you go you, you heard it straight from lex herself she would have started a little bit earlier so great advice okay so the moment of truth is is here we're on question number five so just before you announce to the world where you're going what did it come down to can you tell us two or three schools that you narrowed it down to um well, I got into 12, and the biggest factor of me deciding where I wanted to go to was who, who like, supported me financially the most, um, because college is just super expensive. I wrote an entire essay on this for, for school, and um, so I liked, um, some of the programs I liked were, um, like, Lehigh, um, GW, um, I have a list. I can't remember. But like those schools were, I was really excited about going to like Boston. I was really excited about going to, but um, the school I chose, it just, they provided me, I, do I say how much they gave me or do I not say? Sure. Sure. I don't remember. Oh, 186,000. So it was kind of like, um, it made it, it made it kind of like, oh, this is like a big opportunity and they want me. And so if they want me that bad, how, you know, something good should come out of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, you're so right. I feeling like a school wants you, I think is a really big factor and just says a lot about them. So, all right. So go ahead, drum roll, please. I got my little thing here. Uh, go ahead and Lex, go ahead and share to the world where you're headed to next fall, this fall. I'm headed to Michigan for Kalamazoo. What? 
<laughs> All right, let's see. Like, come on over, mom, and let's see your paraphernalia. I have a t-shirt on, but you can't even see it. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. I didn't know they're oh, okay. Orange and black. Okay, I got. I had. I didn't know what you were gonna pick, and so I had. I was like, well, I don't know. So here, I got my <laughs> orange and my little black. So there you oh, go. Was like, there she picks. I even had green or yeah. <laughs> I had all kinds of stuff. Um, mom, what would you like to say to your daughter? I'm just so proud of her. She really dedicated herself to the process. Um and really went in knowing what she needed to get out of it and where she thought her fit would be. So, um, and the thing that I'm really, you know, value that Lex does is she commits to something and and she stays her course. So mm -hmm. even if we were saying, what about this? What about that? She's like, this is what's important to me. And, and I'm just so proud of how she's grown up and how she has, approach this process and I'm excited for her to go to Michigan. I think it's going to be wonderful. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. Lex, what would you like to say to your mama? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, she was very compliant with, with, <laughs> she was very compliant with everything that I said I wanted to do and kind of just stopped fighting me on it after a while. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, complete transparency for those listeners and viewers right now. Uh, I worked with Lex's mom years and years ago uh, at Marymount. And so we've known each other for a long time. And I mean, I don't remember how old Lex was when we first met, but it's been a journey to, to be here and to help you through this process. So it's been, it's been an honor and I'm so, so proud of you. Uh, Lex and I, I'm super excited about Kalamazoo actually uh, so uh, I know a lot of the schools in the Midwest and those in and they love you they want they've wanted you for a long time and so yeah yeah I think you made a good choice we went to visit last week and it's beautiful a little chilly there <laughs> <laughs> the rain is cold rain it's not humid rain like out here it's cold rain yeah, and it snowed the day we left um, to come back to California, so that was nice. At least we were getting on the plane to some warmth, right? Um, but but it's going to be a new experience, and, you know, and you're going to love it. You're going to have a great time. So, okay, hold tight. Don't go anywhere. Let me do the wrap-up, and then we'll say goodbye to everyone. Um, so hang on one second. So bless your heart, Alexia. You are just a rock star, and I'm super proud of you. So if this episode has anyway fueled your confidence or helped build your dreams, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. And you can join us on Facebook and Destination University, uh, where all the parents get the insider scoop. You want to hear more about this process and just learn. Parents, I can't tell you that it's never too early to just learn a little bit about the strategies and the tips and the behind the scenes truths. So I'll drop that in the comments for you to take a look. You can follow us all month on Facebook or IGTV, and these will also be posted on YouTube in June, so you can catch everything, so you don't want to miss one. 30 Teams and 30 Teens and 30 Dreams continues tomorrow. You're going to meet Hunter, 
who is a biological science major, and he is an Eagle Scout as his uh, coolness factor. So learn all about what that means and what he did to get to the point of, of now and where he's going to be landing next fall. Uh, that's tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time, you'll meet Hunter. Thanks to the big team that has made this possible. Thank you, thank you, team. All right, so Lex and AA, wave goodbye. So, so proud of you. Oh my goodness. Thank All you. Right. Talk about the Wi-Fi. Ah, no worries. <laughs>